Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out here in the Key Studios on this Tuesday evening. Chris Marler from Saturday Down South joining me here as well. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media, find us at 92 on the Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMCH316. He's at Vern Funquist. Braves are up right now 2-1. to one. Mets have already won the first game of their doubleheader. So if the Braves obviously can win here or if the Mets lose, then the division will be the Braves. as uh, three chances to wrap it up uh, tonight. So let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to my buddy Gabe Burns, feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out Gabe's work. And, of course, follow him on Twitter at Gabe Burns. AJC, Gabe, as always, man, appreciate it. And, look, we got three chances. Certainly something has to come through to clinch the division tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, they need to get this done tonight so tomorrow's not stressful for everybody, right? Uh, you can kind of give them a pass for yesterday, you know, coming off. Obviously, they were traveling, coming off of a big, you know, emotional weekend. So you can give them a little bit of a pass for yesterday, but they need to go ahead and wrap this thing up so it doesn't get stressful. You know, Gabe, I, I, I saw that um, the, the local baseball writers, um, you know, I saw this from Jeff Schultz's tweet that that they were voting for the, I guess, the either the most important Brave or like the MVP of the Braves. And I saw that, you know, it was uh, Riley won – um, Dansby was number two, and I can't remember if Harris was three or not. But this is my question. I'm going to ask you the same question I just asked Bob Nightingale a little bit ago. Can you make a case that Michael Michael Harris has been the most important Atlanta Brave this year? Yeah. In fact, uh, I voted for him in that uh, poll. So cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if we're saying who we voted for, but I did vote for Harris. And it's really um, – as far as that uh, poll goes, it's Brave of the Year. A lot goes into it, obviously, uh, community work, player. And, and, look, you can't go wrong with Riley, Dansby, Michael, any of those guys. But I just thought the impacts that Michael Harris has had, quite frankly, I think he's the difference between them winning this division. Uh, had they waited another few weeks to call him up, maybe the Mets do win the East, right, assuming that the Braves do wrap this thing up. But just the stability that he provided in center field, he was clearly an adrenaline shot to the team. And he's he's going to win rookie of the year. They called him up thinking they were just going to solidify center defensively and whatever they give him offensively is gravy. And then next thing you know, he's hitting third. He's hit everywhere. But it just speaks volumes of the maturity, the production. Uh, I really can't say enough about him. You know, you can debate most important. I think there's a case to be made for several guys, obviously a bunch of all-stars on this team. But when you really look look at it, I just think that when you take Harris out of the equation, I'm not sure this team wins 100 games. I'm not sure this team wins the NL East. And that right there tells you I don't know if he is the most important, but the impact he's had, you can't say enough about it. Gabe Burns joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You know, Gabe, I've been talking about this on my show pretty regularly for the last you know few weeks. I really think that Contreras and Darno have been the real unsung heroes of this team this year. And there's guys that have bigger, flashier numbers, guys that have done more spectacular things, the Harrises and the Vaughn Grissoms and Strider and the young guys. 
But if I'd have said going into the year that the catcher position, the two guys going to man that position, and we thought it'd be Manny Pena, not William Contreras, but 38 homers, over 100 driven in, over 100 scored, I really think that those two guys have been the real unsung heroes about how good this lineup has been this year. Well, I think if you polled people in the organization, um, you're not ever going to get anything on record, but I do think that a lot of people would tell you that Travis is the MVP of the team, frankly. Uh, What he does with the pitchers, what he provides from a leadership standpoint, obviously he's a good offensive player, especially for a catcher, but just the intangible things, uh, I think you cannot – you can't underrate what he means to Freed and all of these guys. It's one of the best signings in Braves history, honestly. Um, and there's been some really good ones. But bringing in Travis Darno, what he's given them, we saw last year how hard it was to replace him, and we know how scarce quality catchers are. So for this team to have two of them, one to be such a great leader and you know being the veteran that he is, and the other an up-and-comer who – you know, looks they're going to have Contreras for a long time, and you would assume he just continues to get better at all aspects of the game. I think he's gotten better at the intricacies of catching as well, which is encouraging, but the bat is always going to be his calling card. So to have two guys of that caliber, uh, again, like that, that, that's why this team is about to win its fifth consecutive division title, and that's why this team has a shot at winning another World Series because it just has depth and it has pop and it has leadership that a lot of other teams can't match. You know, look, we know they're going to clinch. I mean, uh, they're not going to lose three straight to the Marlins, and, you know, I'm not yeah. trusting the Mets to to run it. But I, I, I ask this in the sense of I, I don't expect Strider or Ozzy to be available for a first-round playoff series. And I, I do think that that makes the division, even for the Braves, more important because you really don't want to have to turn around in a few days and you're still without your starting second baseman. Obviously, the, the 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 impact that Strider has had for this team. You think either or both of those guys, though, will be ready by, let's say, even the divisional round of the playoffs? Because Strider's not even been cleared to throw yet. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you are correct. I, I mean, that's a good, other than you know, obviously, you want to win your division, but clinching the number two seed, avoiding playing this upcoming weekend and avoiding playing the Dodgers in the DS is all big pluses. And then potentially, we knew Strider wouldn't be back for a wild card round. He could be back. Anything I would say would be guessing, because I, I just you don't know, right? We don't know about Strider right now. Ozzy, I mean, at what point would they feel comfortable maybe having him as a pinch running option uh, and a bench bat? I don't know. I, uh, it's really just a wait and see, but in Strider's case, especially, that's, I mean, if you're not going to have him in the DS, that that kind of changes the outlook here because you would assume they're going to be playing the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are a really good team. They're, you know, the, the Pujols stuff, the Molina stuff, that's kind of the big storyline there. But we know the history with the Cardinals, and we know they have that kind of weird magic vibe thing going on that none of us can ever explain with that team. So no one likes playing them in these games that matter. Uh, so that could, I mean, that series could be tougher than maybe it would be if, obviously, if you're not going to have your 200K, you know, rookie sensation starter. So uh, everyone's, everyone's holding out hope he will be, but it's impossible to say right now. 
Gabe Burns joining us in the waitfor.com hotline, feature writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution as we talk some Braves baseball. So I'll pat myself on the back here a little bit, Gabe. I have been steadfast in saying that for this year that Vaughn Grissom was not going to play left field. And I believed it before Ozzie, you know, came back and got re-injured. And obviously we haven't seen Vaughn Grissom play at all since September 25th. I know he had some struggles and, you know, but he's still hitting 290, you know, stealing some bases. What do you think is the reason? I mean, RC has been fine, but why do you think that Grissom has gotten no run for almost a couple of weeks here now, you know, as we get toward the end of the season? You know, it does feel like it is at least partially uh, just a mental break, right? Uh, I actually, I talked with him on Friday and he mentioned kind of just getting to sit back and watch. And I thought that was interesting that he just he kind of said that. He volunteered it um, just because it sounded like, okay, he didn't plan on appearing. It'll be interesting to see how that – because, look, when you're going to play in the playoffs, I mean, you're going to put him in there. Is he going to play tomorrow? I'm not sure. He'd been scuffling. But, again, Orlando, you're right, he has been fine. So, right now the team is just going with the veteran. And Vaughn is just kind of getting a break after struggling there late. So, and then you also have to factor in, you know, what if Ozzy does come back? You know, is, is Ozzy going to be starting immediately? Is he just going to be used in a limited role? So I'm pretty fascinated to see kind of what develops right now at second base when the NLDS starts. You think that they will play Grossman mostly in left field when we get to the playoffs? I mean, it does seem like that there's some trust there. It's hard to watch Rosario at times play left field and we know I don't even know I I, I can't guarantee you that I I know that Marcelo Zuna is going to make the playoff roster you think Grossman is very likely to going to be the regular left fielder or you think Rosario is going to get or are they going to kind of you know do the you know the the lefty righty thing yeah I mean we're gonna we're gonna see some Rosario look it hasn't been pretty hasn't been pretty defensively if you remember the the first Mets game uh, Freed pitching sick gave up one run, and that run was because of Rosario. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, look, it hasn't been pretty, but they're going, Snit's going to trust him and run him out there. Grossman's been a nice addition for this team, so I assume they're just going to mix and match those guys. The Ozuna thing is a big question because he really he provides you theoretical power, I guess, off the bench would be his reasoning for making the postseason roster, but he's giving you nothing else. So, you know, this team doesn't have that many decisions to make as far as the postseason roster goes, but whether or not Ozuna's on it is really the most interesting one. Last thing for you, Gabe. Um, look, it's going to be fascinating, the Dansby conversation. And to mm. me, there is there is little doubt in my mind that Dansby's made himself into a 20-plus million dollar shortstop. Do you get the sense, I'm not saying that you know, but do you just get the sense that if that's what it takes to sign Dansby, that they're willing to, you know, even if it's maybe for a couple of less years than maybe he could get on the open market, but give him a higher average annual value, you think they're willing to do that with Dansby? You think they're willing to go 20, 22, 25 million if they have to? Yes. Um, as payroll continues to climb, we keep talking about it. And really, the Freddie thing you had Matt Olson as plan B, that he was behind door number two. I don't know who's behind door number two if you don't keep Dansby. And replacing Dansby 
is going to be very difficult from a clubhouse standpoint. It's just going to be very difficult from a lot of standpoints. And people, I mean, I've seen people mention Trey Turner and stuff. Well, guys, if they're not going to want to pay Danzy, why are they going to pay yeah, Trey Turner right. that much more than the guy they know? So, look, I know that there's been talks already. I think, I think we've all kind of had different opinions, and I imagine that all of our opinions have changed as to what they should pay Dansby or what he's actually worth. But I can tell you guys like Javi Baez and Trevor Story last year were getting like 140. I think he's better than those two guys. Mm -hmm. So from his standpoint, when you go out on the market, you know, even if you don't love paying it or even if you want to nitpick him and look at the different seasons he's had, frankly, I just think he's better than those two guys. So from him and his representation standpoint, uh, go to the market and you should be able to do better than that. At Gabe Burns, AJC on Twitter, AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. Gabe, join us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Gabe, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes tonight. We will chat again as uh, we're about ready for playoff baseball. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. You got it. Thanks. We come back. Chris is going to get a treat. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery. He hasn't seen me go nuts yet. He may get a chance up next. Chuckery in the Key Studios. Chris Marler hanging out with me till 9 o'clock. Sports Radio, not to the game, odyssey.com app.